Hello, everybody, and welcome back to week 17 of the NFL season. This is Chalk Talk. Today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the main DFS slate. We got a large one as there's no Thursday night football. I think it's a, is it a 14 or 15 game slate? Yeah, it's, it's a large one. It's um, all the teams. We're going to no be giving you... <laughs> We're going to be giving you the chalk to play, the chalk to fade, and some of the plays that are off the chalk. Uh, but, you know, we, we have a big slate to get into. Uh, last week, how did everyone do? Everyone, anyone have a big hit or anything? I was positive. I won like 120, 125. Yeah, yeah I was last positive, week. so did pretty good. <laughs> last week was more of a, a cash game week for me instead of tournaments, but it was. What you walk away with? What? Uh, I had a five hundred dollar, uh, five hundred dollar day. So there you go. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Pays yeah. the lunch money. <laughs> but you know, this week I think is is set up to be a good for. Well, I always like cash games, but I think this is also a great tournament week as there's lots of games, meaning it's a lot easier to get off of the chalk uh, when you just have better. Uh, alternatives better pivots so we'll start off with this first game we have Jacksonville going into New England not sure this is the game to you know play and and get different but maybe you guys have something I can't see Uh, we'll start off uh, with Nick here what do you see anything in this game yeah I mean we don't have our James Robinson go-to for the Jags the sneaky you know 15-20 points for 5k anymore so RIP to that uh, Achilles, but um, I really like Kendrick Bourne here. Uh, Jacoby Myers is questionable, so if I had to play anyone, I like a $5,000 Kendrick Bourne. I think, you know, he probably gets a decent amount of looks, maybe five, seven targets, so um, good upside against a bad defense here in the Jags. Um, Damian Harris is always a good play, but he's a little expensive for me compared to some of the other running backs. So I'm kind of staying away from him this week. Um, yeah, I don't think this is the Trevor Lawrence breakout game. I'm not sure we're going to get it, guys. What do we <laughs> think? Uh, yeah, I think that ship has sailed. Um, yeah. with that, with that being said, on the other side, the Patriots, or continuing with the Patriots side, sorry, the really only play I'm even considering from this game Probably be Hunter Henry. Uh, he's been he's been consistent all year. He's a top ten fantasy um, tight end this year. He's at forty two hundred. He's gonna be below the you know the top dogs, which is you know Andrews, Kelsey. Uh, there's no Waller this week too. So there's, there's so many expensive tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Good value again, option. we're gonna talk about a lot and a lot in this episode that you know with it being a fourteen you know team slate or fourteen game slate, I should say. Uh, there's a lot of different opportunities to get different places. So um, a lot of people are going to be playing, stacking a lot of the games. Um, this is a week also where you're going to see an influx in players um, based on people who are out of their fancy, you know, championship games who are going to be moving over to DraftKings. And this is the, I love these weeks. Like I love, I forgot, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. But so this is true. Yeah. So more. there's going to be a lot more people playing. Uh, so there's going to be, more i'm not saying there's more opportunity to win money because no there is there is a bunch of noobs out there yeah but they don't really i mean they take up spots but you still have the top dogs and the the same people winning or in the consistently in the top you know yeah you always have the the sharks you know that they're still playing these games yeah they're running like 55 different algorithms to get the optimal lineup but 
Um, but going back to this game, Hunter Henry um, is a good play. And then I think the the Patriots defense, they're 3,900 this week. I think it's a good play as well. Um, they'll probably be pretty popular, but that's the only plays I have from this. Yeah. I'm also, you know, fading a lot of this game. I think if you were any, the only guy on the Jags that I would even remotely touch is, was it Dare? Nangumba Wale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's going to get, you know, 15, 20 touches. Um, so you're hoping maybe one of those gets him into the end zone at a kind of cheaper price. And then Nick, to your point, if uh, with the new England running backs, I feel like if I'm going to play one this week, I'll save 1300 bucks and take Ramondre Stevenson over Damian Harris, because we've seen they both split carries. I think Damian Harris is the lead back, but against the Jags, Ramondre might see enough work that he could get something done. Yeah, I don't have anything in this game, really. I actually like Jacoby if if he's out. If, he's, if he plays, um, I'll play a tiny bit of him. Um, if he doesn't play, I guess I like – I would like Kendrick Bourne a, a little bit. And then, yeah, I like the Patriots defense. But I, I won't be really touching this game. Pat's D feels like the safest defense to me this week. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're. I mean, they're definitely one of the. What's, I just never really like like in cash games. You can't play them, but yeah, thirty nine hundred. They're always a great play. What's, for him, but. Bill Bed, Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks what like twenty eight and yeah. one or something ridiculous like that. So he, <laughs> he he does he puts rookie quarterbacks in their place pretty quickly. So, but yeah, it's it's not looking too bright for Lawrence in his rookie year. So maybe maybe he can improve in the offseason. I don't think it's here. Uh, next game, we have a, one of the best games on the entire slate. A lot of not a lot of options here. Um, I'll be looking to this game quite a bit. We have uh, Kansas City going into Cincinnati. Lot riding on the line. You know, Kansas City is playing for the number one overall in the AFC. Cincinnati's trying to secure a playoff spot. I think if they win here, they do secure one. Um, what do we think here? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think value plays, you got to go with the uh, the Bengals wide receivers, T. Higgins at, you know, 7K. I mean, I, is that a value, though? He's, I don't know. <laughs> I think for a cheaper, you know, not a top-tier guy, I think he's a good option for what many refer to as a wide receiver one on that offense. Um, I might have something to say about that, but um, – He's getting the looks. He's getting the volumes of a, of a wide receiver one. So for that price, I, I do like him a lot. Another intriguing play, uh, you know, beyond the chalk here is, uh, is our good friend, Derek Gore. Um, he's been stepping up a lot in that offense the past couple of weeks, which I think is fun. Like they kind of threw him in there with some injuries and, and he made the most of his time and he seems to be sticking around in that offense. So I love the storyline there. Uh, I kind of hope it continues. I think, you know, just coming from a good football family, you like to see that success. So um, he's kind of a fun play. Uh, definitely a flyer. I think he'll be low owned. Someone who, if you're playing, uh, you know, one of those showdown matchups, I think he's kind of a fun one to play. Um, so I'll let you guys speak to the, the big hitters. Yeah, is is Clyde is Clyde is he gonna play he's, here? He's he, probably not playing. He's not playing. Yeah, he's okay. not gonna so, play. Okay, so then that leaves you with Williams at fifty eight and then Gore at fifty one. Uh, again, trying to trying to decipher the the backfield of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
like backups is just not a game I want to play, I don't think. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to be, if I'm, if I'm playing this game, which, you know, this is one of these games that's going to be very, very popular. And it's, I think I'm one for one on doing this. And I think it's, I'm not full fading it, but I will have like one piece from this game. I just think that again, with there being 14 games this on, on Sunday that you don't have to, you know, basically put all your eggs in one basket. And if you do, you, you know, if this game finishes 21, 24, there's not going to be a lot of fantasy value there with the players that you expect to be picking at the, at the, especially at their salary. So, but with that being said, um, if you are expecting a shootout, which, you know, Vegas is, the NFL is, every person who loves football is hoping for that, then, you know, there, there are some plays here. And I think my favorite plays, it's probably going to be Travis Kelsey um, at 7,300. He's probably going to be one of the most expensive tight ends on the slate, if not the most expensive. Mark Andrews, uh, I think it is. Mark Andrews is $100 more than him. We'll get um, to that. But he called so he that had, two weeks ago. What? I called that two weeks ago. Who, Mark Andrews having good games? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw him against the Browns with Hudley and I just... Yeah. So I, so the thing here with Travis Kelsey is he didn't play last week. So he, I mean, granted he did have COVID, but we don't know how badly he was affected by COVID. So he's one, you know, he had a game off to, you know, get healthier if you want to say that. Um, so I like him at his price tag 7,300. I think it's, it's a good place to go to um, especially in a shootout besides, you know, Tyreek Hill, the other receiver. <clears throat> Whoa, excuse me there. Besides the other receivers on, um, on Kansas City, Bryson Pringle, don't trust. I think he might be highly owned as well, considering what he came off of. He's 4,100. I, I, I just don't trust the, the receiver, the receiving core outside of Tyreek and uh, Kelsey. So that's what I'm going to be playing from this game is strictly Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's definitely the move here. When you got both him and Tyreek playing, Pringle and Hardman barely see anything. Like you're like basically throwing a dart to see if one of them catches a touchdown to like get to their value um, or a bomb or something like that. Uh, Kelsey's definitely the play here is I agree with you there, Corey. On the other side, um, I don't hate Joe Mixon at 7.5K, a guy that is involved in both the run and the pass game heavily. Um, and I think with the uh, Chiefs pass rush, you could see a couple of like dump off plays, screen set up designed for him to slow them down a little bit. Um, so those would be my two guys here. Uh, I It's hard for me to pick a favorite play from this game because I these will be two of my higher-owned quarterbacks, uh, so I'll have so many different variations. I do know that if I'm playing Mahomes or Burrow, I'm 100% playing that quarterback with two players. Running backs can be included, so I'll still play Mixon with Burrow and Daryl Williams with Mahomes but I will for sure be running them with two players and then one player on the opposite team in every uh, lineup I make with one of those two quarterbacks. I guess if, if I had to pick favorites, you know, I'm, I'm always going to lean chase over Higgins, even though I like them both and I'll have some lineups that have both of them in there. Uh, and I think on the chiefs, I think I prefer Tyreek just because just because of the slate, I think it's one of those slates where you're going to need an extremely high score, just like last week. And Tyreek just has just slate breaking upside. 
like where you could just get in the like what T Higgins did last week. And there's not many receivers that can do that. So I'll probably lean Tyreek over Kelsey, but I, I still like Kelsey a lot. And, you know, Uzoma on the Bengals side, I'll be playing. So yeah, I'll, I'll be stacking this game in many different ways, but I guess I don't really have a, a favorite favorite. It's a fun captain one, captain mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's for showdown. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, with your play, Derek Gore, I think what you said about showdown, he's viable. But I don't think on yeah. a fourteen game slate you can play Gore at seventy dollars no. cheaper than Williams. Yeah, I agree with that. I've actually been having the most success in those showdown captain modes. So I'm, yeah. I've been kind of looking at it from that perspective a lot more recently. I don't even know what there's. I only play showdown on the primetime games. I don't play them on the, the main slates. But, yeah, uh, that, that's kind of it for that game. I think that's a really good game to get pieces from, though, um, if you're not stacking it. Uh, next game, we have Philadelphia going into Washington. Um, I don't know. What do you – I don't really have many. I think there's a few. Yeah, I mean, Washington's I, defense is so bad. Yeah, I think it's Jalen Hurts at 6,600 6, is kind of a yeah. misprint. I mean, he's coming off the ankle injury now. He's like two weeks out um, from him being banged up now. So he should be almost fully healthy. Eagles have a lot of play for in this game. They're going to be wanting to score points and obviously to win the game. Um, so it's 6,600 with his mobility. Uh, should be back, if not 100%, you know, somewhere around the 85% range. We could see him running the ball a little bit more here, which if that if that's the case, then you're essentially getting two spots or two positions out of one player. He's he's going to be their lead back. I mean, he runs the ball like, you know, eight to – That's what I'm worried about. I think I'm worried about that. What, that he's not going to do that? that? That he won't run the ball. He ran the ball two times last game. Two times – Granted, they were up and yeah, and they don't want him to get hurt. So I, I can see that if it's a blowout, then he's just, they're just going to rely on, you know, their so running they, back situation. Yeah. They played Washington two weeks ago. He had two rushing touchdowns. Um, he slapped me right out of the fantasy playoffs in a couple leagues. So um, he had 30 points. I think Goddard also had 135 yards when they played last. So this is actually one of my favorite stacks is the Hertz Goddard. Um, pretty cheap too. I think there's a ton of upside if they could replicate what they did again. And uh, you got to think they'd go back to the well, stick with what was working. So, you know, hoping for a similar game script there. Definitely going to have a lineup with that stack right there. Yeah. Well, then you also have to look at um, the Philadelphia's running back situation. So Sanders is already ruled out. He's done. Um, so then you have Jordan Howard, Gainwell, and Scott. So if Howard's out, Gainwell is usually their receiving back, and Scott would carry the load there. So at 4,900, that's something to look at, especially for this big slate. If, you know, you do expect the uh, the Eagles to get up early and often, then they're going to be handing the ball off to Scott, and he could carry the ball 17, 18 times for, you know, 100 yards or whatever it might be in a touchdown. So when he's had his opportunity, he he has looked good. So that – just keep an eye on that throughout the week. Um, come Saturday, check out the, the injury report. And if the other two running backs are early, if Howard's out, then I think Scott deserves a, a look at. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other plays from this. I liked Hertz and, and Scott. Um, Got to finally fade my, my boy, Ricky seals. 
He's just not produced every time I've called his name. And now John Bates is getting more percentage in the snaps than him. As much as the Eagles suck against tight ends, worst team in the league against tight ends, that like I just don't think you can play. Unless you really are hurting for salary, John Bates at 2.9K, but I don't I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't mind Hurts. Um I probably won't play a whole lot of him, and if I play him, I'll only stack him. I'll still stack him with either Goddard, Devonta Smith, or Quez Watkins. I actually like Quez Watkins a little bit. He's a deep threat. He's someone that can break a slate uh, if he catches that long one. And anytime Washington football team's on a slate, I'm always going to play opposing pass catchers against them. They're so bad. And Quez, like, he has not caught a touchdown the entire year. But he's still like, you know, he three catches for 43 yards, three catches for 60 yards. Like he, he, he gets these big chunk gains. And if he can just break a long one, I mean, it's going to, you know, he's going to be a great, great value play. Very, very low owned, like under 1% owned. Um, but I, I really do want to play Ricky Seals. But I, yeah, I mean, he got one target against Dallas and Bates had like three if I can somehow figure out the snap share that's going this week, I definitely will play one of them. But if it's just going to be unknown, I might just have to finally exclude a tight end versus Eagles, which is really hard to do. Um, but I, yeah, other than that, I, I don't really have any other uh, Eagles defense, I guess is that 3.7 is in play for me, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, next game, we have Tampa Bay going into New York to play the Jets. Uh, Corey, any, anything here? This could be a, uh, a sneaky stack here. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I was just thinking about, you know, PB, we've always, you've always like talked about Tom Brady being like Jason's stats here. And this could be a game where he's, he's still trying to compete for MVP. Yeah, and, and he's chasing at, I mean, he's priced up at 7,600. So it, it is a little bit risky, um, especially if they get ahead early and, you know, they, they pull him or whatever it might be. But Mike Evans um, is probably going to be back this game. They're going to pull really? him. Yeah, he was practicing today uh, off on the side. So he hasn't been activated, you know, fully yet, but they're expecting him to be back. So uh, a Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and a AJ, or AJ Brown. Antonio Brown sack might be it might be low owned just because they are playing Jets and usually usually what we say is like you you if you're going to be stacking a game you want you know it to be a high scoring game and both teams be involved in it but there is you know a, a couple occasions where you can just play an onslaught and just expect a team to go out you know and just murder the other team which we're expecting here against the Jets um and if they score 35 points and Tom Brady throws five touchdown passes, like he's going to be the the main, one of the main quarterbacks in the, in all of the tournament plays. So I, I don't, I really don't mind doing that. Um, I'm going to keep, you know, crunching some numbers and considering that uh, Ronald Jones at 6,300 is absolutely gross. Um, I don't know if it's gross at all. <laughs> no, I think it is gross because he's shown us in the past that he's he's so inconsistent. And you know what, Bruce? Arians I don't think does. you understand how bad the Jets run. Defense. The Jets. 
Yeah, I don't think you comprehend how terrible it is. Let me let me give you an example of how bad they are. In 16 games played, they've allowed 24 RB. I think one or two performances. That is that means like RB twos are going crazy with the first. Like that's that's so bad. That means multiple running backs are going off. Uh, <laughs> they're so no. bad against the run. No, I, that I, offensive I, line for the Bucks is so good. No, I, I completely understand that. But what I'm saying is if Bruce Arians, he does not trust Ronald Jones at all. And the only reason he's there is because he's the best back they have left right now. Right, exactly. So, okay, but what happens if he fumbles in like in the first quarter? He, he's been prone to do that, and Bruce Arians sits him for the rest of the game. And I, I don't trust Ronald Jones at all. I understand. T-Sean Bonds is in there. Seven carries, yeah. seventy yards, and a yeah, touchdown. Last the one last week. I I don't know. I I. It's tough. Like he's he's a play though. Like yeah, you're right. If he they bench him, we talked about this last week. He was cheaper last week too. I don't think he had good as good of a matchup. No. He, we talked about like yeah, he could be benched at any point. But in you just have to think about it. The percent chance he gets benched versus the percent chance he doesn't. And how often he succeeds in this spot, I think, outweighs the chances he doesn't succeed. I I know I agree, but I, it, like I said, I I like the Brady stack here with Mike Evans and I agree just, with it. I agree with you, Corey. Uh, Tampa's got the they're tied for first highest implied total, so they're mm-hmm. at twenty nine and a half, almost thirty points uh, according to Vegas's numbers. Um, I didn't think Mike Evans was playing. And this, if if he does play, I still like this stag. I like the Brady Rojo AB. I think AB is going to absolutely tear this team up. Um, AB has incentives. I think I saw something about in the incentives. Yeah, he does. <laughs> there you go. Right. So he needs. Yeah, and Brady knows that. Like they're they're boys. So like mm-hmm. he's going to go out of his way to like throw him the ball 10, 15 times this game. Um, and if they're going to get to the that implied total they're going to be scoring a lot. Um, so I think AB is definitely a smash play here. I, if Mike Evans doesn't play, it's a better cash game play because at 6,100 as the wide receiver one there. Uh, He's a lock in cash. if ever yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard. It'd be harder to play him in tournaments. He'd have to really go off. But, um, and on the other side, I don't, it's not like, obviously it's the jets. But uh, a guy that Nick has brought up a good amount this season, Elijah Moore, is coming back from COVID. And he's he's just torn it up when he's played, regardless of who's throwing him the ball. Um, so if you do run um, a stack here and you wanted to run a guy back, I think I'm going to Elijah Moore. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think he's going to have a good opportunity, too. We know that the Bucks' pass defense is nothing special. They're missing their – two best edge rushers and JPP and Shaq Barrett. So their only, their only pressure is coming from Vita Vea. And, uh, and then in the secondary, they're missing Winfield and one of their cornerbacks. Uh, Bunting. So yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting. So um, I think it's a good opportunity for him to do a run back. If Mike Evans plays, um, you know, I think that actually takes some pressure off AB because I think he's still going to feast. So I like both of those receivers. Um I, would, I was going to say, I would actually stay away from Keyshawn Vaughn if you're trying to play one of those running backs. Uh, stats are a little skewed. He had a 55-yard yeah. rushing touchdown last week. 
And then the other six rushes, he, he only put up 20 yards. So like, like the narrative you were saying, Corey, Arians doesn't trust Rojo. I don't like either of these backups. So it, it just seems like all signs pointing to a big AB day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if Evans is out, he's just like an absolute must. Even if Evans is in, uh, he's still pretty close yeah. to a must. I kind of hope, hope Evans is in so that less people go to him. Exactly. I, well, I, I think regardless, AB is going to be popular. I think if Evans is in, he'll still be popular, but slightly less. Evans is going to be probably really low owned. I think regardless, like no matter what, if he plays, I think he's going to be low owned. And the run back, I think Elijah Moore was on. I think he had an injury. Like he was he on got, COVID. COVID. He was on the COVID list, but oh, he, he was. was I thought before they placed him on on IR. I get quadriceps too. So he hasn't resumed practicing yet. So he might not even be in. If if I had one uh, run back, it would be Braxton Berrios. Hmm. That would be like the, the only jet I would use in a run back. Uh he's that dude's he's lightning quick and Fast. he's gonna he's gonna he gets he gets some rushing attempts and then he's get you know he gets like some games where he gets like double digit targets. Um and also games where he gets one target. What? There's also games where he just gets like yeah, but that's usually when the other guys are in. But well, and he's like the only guy there. He gets a little more. They have to throw it. Like they're gonna be playing from behind. They're not gonna be able for to thirty-seven hundred too. That's a good. Uh, that's a good little sneaky play. Yeah, that that's probably my favorite run back. And then I like Ronald Jones a lot. Like if I'd say my two favorite plays from this game, it's AB and Ronald Jones. But I might lean Ronald Jones a little bit. I just they have an implied total of 30 points i they're gonna score at least a rushing touchdown if they score two ronald jones is a smash play what's up what's gronk at here gronk gronk yeah but see if if they're chasing if brady's chasing records or point whatever it is in the red zone yeah they could go gronk's way but i don't know it just to me this is a game i don't think i'm stacking i'm just gonna get one-off plays like throw Ronald Jones in a lineup to get my Buccaneers exposure, throw AB in a lineup, but I, I don't plan on using any stacks here. Like I said, I think it would be like a very low on stack. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it will be low on. There's so many other games people are going to go to. So, yeah, Brady will be very low on this week, I think. Uh, next game, we have Miami going into Tennessee. Miami's been on fire. Tennessee, you know, shows up some games and then just kind of duds out some games. We'll see what team shows up here. Uh, I don't, I, I, there's a few plays for me, but I, this is mostly an avoid for me, but, and what do you guys have? Jalen Waddle. He's yeah. kind of becoming the centerpiece of that offense. You could see it in the production of Gasicki, Gaskin, like he's right. He's running it. He's, you know, kind of doing those jet sweeps, all sorts of different crazy stuff. Kind of reminds me of a Debo Samuel type of breakout. Um, so I, I love Jalen Waddle. I'm comfortable playing him at 6,700 every week. Yeah, this might be another game where you can maybe get away with stacking here. Um, and this could be a big bring back game where you, you're playing like four or five pieces from here. Um, I, I the, So the thing with me is obviously we know the Tennessee Titans secondary is not very good this year. Um, and the question I have for like you guys is like, do you trust Washington or uh, Miami's offense to be able to put up points here? 
yes. and not and not look because this this is gonna be their, like their really their very first team that that they've played since their you know their streak. They haven't really played besides the Saints last week, whose defense is a lot better and they struggled against um, on offense. But I I don't know I I find it kind of hard to like do, do you trust them and and I don't think I do necessarily. In fact, even though I just said this could be a game where you stack it, but I don't know. I could see this. I could see this being a like sloppy, sloppy game, low scoring. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of weary to play anyone from this game. Uh, AJ Brown is AJ Brown, but the uh, Dolphins have a good secondary, so it's yeah. I don't love his matchup as much. No, you can also really just focus on taking him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Waddle, I think Waddle's like set up perfectly because we know two is pretty conservative. Say he puts up a very realistic 200 yards, two touchdowns. Waddle's taking half of that. You're having a good day. So, what? So I guess you could. Yeah, down. I don't know about. I don't. I don't think uh, playing the quarterbacks here is the way to go. I think no. it's like one offs. Like you're looking for one last piece in your lineup. Maybe you have yeah, 6,800 left. You throw a Waddle in, 5,300 left. You throw Parker in. Yeah, I was just about to say, Parker, he wasn't targeted last week at all. Um, but we know Tua loves him. I mean, in his games he's played this year, barring last week, the lowest you know targets he's received is five. So Yeah, I mean, pa- Parker, Tua likes going to him. And, and, yeah, Tennessee's defense is terrible. So, yeah, my, yeah, my two favorite plays from this game were, were – Parker and Waddle. And then, you know, you got Julio Jones, who's on COVID, which, I mean, it doesn't even matter because he's done absolutely nothing this year. He's 26 receptions, which is crazy to think about because years past, he, at this point in time, he's out. Yeah, I, Julio, I, no, you just – Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm done with Julio. He, he's cost me fancy championships because of him. So, um, but if, if you do think in, you know, in the terms of this can be a high-scoring game and you need multiple pieces, I mean, Chester Rogers at 3,400 – uh, what is it with you and Chester Rogers? I swear you've mentioned that damn dude Colt. like That's six shows up. this year. I don't get your obsession with Chester Rogers. I'm, I'm saying, Colt, if you're, I'm saying if you're stacking this game and you need a cheap piece, Chester Rogers. I mean, this is a 14 game slate. Chester Rogers needs like no 25 plus to be in a winning lineup. Is he getting he's, that? He's no. the, I'd rather play Barrios. Yeah, there you go. Number, exactly. He'll be the number two receiver there. So I'm just saying that with volume, that is, if it's going to be a high scoring game, the volume could be there. So I, you know, All right, from now on, every show we're doing a, a count of how many times you mentioned Chester Rogers name, because it's, it's, it's gotten up there. I swear I've heard that name too many times for a DFS show. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just looking to help out people here. I'm a people I don't, person. has Chester Rogers helped anyone out this entire year? He has one week. He's done. I don't think so. Well. Yeah, he has. Late breaking Chester. What, 10 <laughs> points? No, no, no. He had a uh, – um, I have to look this up now. I, it's just – I have to at least see if he – He had an 11-point game. One 11 point. points, Corey. Is that going to do anything for you ever in a tournament this large? I don't know. I just – The answer is no. If it's a high-scoring game, they got to throw the ball somewhere. <laughs> so, thinking. This, you know, remember the last time? I feel like there was one time where I got yelled at for saying a name and he, like – James Washington? No, it wasn't that one either. No, it was Agnew. I think it was an Agnew side. Oh, it might have been Agnew you caught. But. Corey, yeah. you ready to talk about some other Colts? Let's go to this next Yeah, we, we have, Vegas, we have uh, Vegas going into Indianapolis. Still some uncertainty. You know, We'll see as it approaches Sunday what actually happens. 
Um, I I don't know. We'll start with Corey here because he's probably looked at this game a lot more than anyone. Well, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, after five days, you don't need a negative test. You can come back. So that helps. Like you can be positive and play. Yeah. You don't need negative tests. That's interesting. They're saying saying it's not spread after five days, basically. Yeah. The CDC guidelines have it. What the NFL is going by now. So all all they have to, the player has to do is just show signs of reduced symptoms and then, and they feel healthy enough to play, then they can play. So that helps out, you know, obviously with the Colts and their quarterback situation. Um, They also got all their offensive line back today. Um, barring actually Eric Fisher is still kind of questionable. He got banged up last week with a knee injury. I mean, he's been kind of, he's been okay for the Colts. He's towards the end of his career. Um, but I guess that does, you know, make you look at something like in the passing game, if you have a backup left tackle, could it hurt you? So there's talks of maybe moving Quentin Nelson out to left guard or left tackle, which I hope doesn't happen because I just really limit his rushing, um, um, run his rushing block. Uh, or his run block, sorry. But, I mean, if if everyone's healthy, I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor at 9K, I mean, I understand what he has to do to pay that off, especially in, in this big of a slate. Um, the last two times he's played, he's played on Saturday, so we haven't seen him on the, the main slate. Uh, this will be, you know, in two weeks. But, so, okay, so let's talk about this. If, if Wentz does miss this game, What's the Colts' game plan going to be? It's going to be running the ball fifty times, and, and they if, have wait, 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 are you, wait. Sorry, I missed that. Did you say if Wentz is in, out, out? If Wentz, Wentz is out, yeah. So if Wentz is out, so the, their game plan is going to be to hold on to the ball as much as possible and not let the Raiders, you know, um, have possession. So that just essentially means that Jonathan Taylor is going to be a game where he touches the ball thirty plus times. So. I don't understand why you laugh about like we because have our entire- having a game plan and executing that game plan when you go from Wentz to Ellinger just well you can say that's the game plan I just don't think it's a successful game plan that's okay last saying. week we were out five starting offensive line yeah but Wentz was in there okay but we, so, oh, all right but I'm just saying running the ball behind a banged up offense line Taylor still had 100 yards so it's like 30 carries Still hundred yards. I, yeah, but at, it's about yards per attempt. Now, but now we have a healthy offensive line, so I'm just letting you know that Taylor is a play here at nine k. I, I, he's the second highest, you know, total or salary player on the slate. I love him. The Raiders can't stop the run, and that's been evident the entire year. Nick Chubb had a great game against them a couple of weeks ago. I this is a spot where you know. I mean, the Browns were playing with backup quarterback and backup offensive lineman, and Chubb still had a great game. So I think this is – you put him in your lineup, and you're just like, all right, he's he's Derrick Henry now. You just plug him in your lineup, and, he, and he's good for 15, 25 points. So that's – Yeah, you don't – 15, you're drawing dead. You know the Raiders I mean. are exceptionally bad. I, I would say yeah. against most other teams, like I, I would side with you, PB, but – Raiders are really bad. Like, no, oh, I agree. They're not bad. good. <laughs> so, and then for, you know, t- tight ends, Darren Waller is going to be out. So Monroe is going to be very popular because the Colts are not very good against tight ends. Is he um, popular though? And this is a playoff. Push he was too, one like, of my like sneaky, like he was. He's, he's 3,800. Oh, yeah. He's projected at 8% ownership right now. 
Yeah, and Jack Doyle is probably gonna miss this game too. He's, I mean, he he may or may not miss, but he's got a uh, an ankle injury. So um, Mo Alley Cox at twenty eight hundred. If what that's only the Raiders are terrible against tight ends, by the way. Yeah, but I'd only play Cox if if Wentz is in. But but yeah, so that's like I said, my only piece is Taylor, and uh, yeah, expect for a uh, maybe a two hundred yard game here. Oh my gosh, I'm with if you, Wentz Corey. is in, I guess that's possible. Yeah. I think I think J, JT is uh, going for MVP. He's going for the playoff push. I mean, 200 yards, two touchdowns, lock it in, 9K. You don't have to think twice. It's an easy one. So you're few, basically you're to play Jonathan Taylor at 9K. You're fading Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'd rather have JT in this. Good spot. luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> can I can I have can we do like a side bet Cooper Cup versus Jonathan Taylor fantasy points? I'll take any of you for as much money as you like. I mean, that's just like nonsense. I don't so. bet on air, but yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Oh, why not? Just it'll make the show more entertaining too. Just name a price and and not just PPR points because huh? this is DraftKings. PPR Taylor versus Cup. Because if you can't if you can't bet that, that means why not just play Cooper Cup? Because you 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 can't play both of these. It, it like logistically, it doesn't fit into a lineup. You have to fade one of them. You could play some in half of your lineups and some in the other half too. Mm-hmm. I just think I think the Rams have more options, especially if can. And take the bet. Back. Why why would you not take the bet? I'm giving I, you. I'm going to take money, the though. bet. I just we're you know we're just we're just <laughs> circling here. So I don't know. I don't know. You won't. Only take time will tell. I just think Cooper Cup, I mean, yes, he's a, you know, having a Hall of Fame fantasy year, but those are the decisions. You have OBJ snakes touchdowns stuff. now in the red zone. So with and Cam Cooper Akers Cup back, is putting up 25 with zero touchdowns. I want to see what happens with Cam Akers because that's a different offense. Cam Akers so. probably won't play this game. We'll see. He's activated. Anyone else have any plays from this? Colts defense also in play for me. No. Yeah, for me, it's for me, it's Foster Moreau. The Colts are terrible yeah. against tight ends um taylor if yeah, you could sprinkle him in if wentz is there i'll have zero of him if uh if wentz is out and then if wentz is out I, the raiders are one of my favorite def- defenses on the whole slate but no, i don't like what that's scary yeah i mean the raiders have a good secondary and now you have sam ellinger throwing the ball it, it would be a disaster for the colts but it's sounding like wentz will be in so that just makes me like Foster Moreau from this game. That's too bad you didn't watch any of the uh, Texas Longhorn games with Sam Ellinger. I don't know if you remember, but he's he's really revitalized. Would you like to take program. a side bet on Raiders defensive points versus Sam Ellinger okay. points? Okay, all right, we got a long <laughs> slate to get through. Yes, <laughs> lock it in, BB. Parlay with JT points. Oh, wait, Corey, what do you have to say? I just said move on. Oh, okay. Uh, next game we have the Giants going into Chicago. Uh, one of the uglier games. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you here. Yeah, fade the Giants. I don't want any part of that. They've got good receivers, but I don't care. Like, if you got Glennon or Jake from State Farm, <laughs> doesn't matter, like, if you're a good receiver with those two guys. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, I think David Montgomery's in a really good spot here against a pretty bad Giants run defense. Um, and at 6.5K, 65 punch. You can probably that's like kind of like mid tier upper height upper mid tier price wise. Um, so if you're looking to fit in a guy like Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup, this might be a good a good spot for Montgomery. 
John, uh, right now Montgomery is projected to be the highest owned running back, but I think right now, yeah, he'll be projected higher than every other running back ownership wise. So for for listeners who don't understand, that's someone you would then take in cash and probably fade in larger tournaments. Yes. Yeah, unless you're really convicted that Montgomery is an which he is an incredible play, I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, this would be like a spot where, like, for example, I'm just looking through ownership. Someone like uh, who's similar priced to Tim? Saquon's 500 cheaper. Uh, yeah, he's probably a bad player. <laughs> I like yeah. someone like uh, Eli Mitchell, Monty Williams, DeAndre Williams. Swift. If he's active, is probably lower owned. Like I don't know, like yeah, Daryl Williams. Like those types of plays would be tournament pivots. But yeah, in cash games, yeah, Montgomery is one of the strongest plays. Yeah, and he's also the only play. Him and the Bears, the Montgomery and Bears D are the only plays I have from this game. Yeah, yeah, no. I got nothing. Saquon air is over. Don't kid yourself. That's all I'll say. Did you uh, see an interviewer today ask if Saquon wanted to? Because this is where he tore his ACL um, last year. That if he wanted to go to Chicago and burn down the stadium, he literally asked him that in a press, like in a press. What, did, what was his answer? Yeah, like he, he goes no. <laughs> like what kind of questions like, yeah watch him like walk through the tunnel next week with like a torch in his hand <laughs> yeah no th- this game's gonna be ugly on one side and I, again i think it's dave montgomery and then you know i always scroll past cole commit's name and i always want to play him at 3400 he's less you know 11 targets seven five nine five he's getting the targets the only issue is Jimmy Graham's still there and for some reason still playing football at his age. But it's Fields back or is it still Foles? So, Never announced yet. So I'm and, guessing I, I find the guess is going to be Fields. Uh Nagy yeah, said it all week, so I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Nagy said he wants to protect Fields. So this might be a spot where there's oh. some, maybe okay. maybe not roll Fields out. I mean, which I don't understand because Nagy is I don't know what he's trying to protect. What he thinks about Justin. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone so yeah uh but yeah so all right uh next game uh i think this is a little more one-sided i don't know nick i remember from the show yesterday you seem to think this one could turn into a shootout yeah um i do but buffalo versus atlanta uh we'll start with you nick yeah um i i do think this will be a higher scoring game than a lot of people are predicting um and my absolute favorite play, lock of the week for me. I'm very confident no one at the $5,000 range will outscore him. It's Gabriel Davis. Uh, I'm going to keep going back to him. He put up like 30-plus points last time he played. So, um, you know, against the Falcons defense, Diggs is going to be taking all the attention of A.J. Terrell. So I think this is really going to open him up. Um, what about Beasley and Manny Sanders, though? Yeah, I, I, I think he's done enough to just solidify himself as, as kind of the number two there. That's It's a bold claim, but uh, Danny guess. Sanders and, and Cole Beasley, they're both like 34 years old. They're at the end of the season. I, I just think that uh, they just don't have the legs they did at the beginning of the year, and, and I think their production shows that as well. Um, so I, I really like Gabriel Davis here. Um, yeah. I think Cordell Patterson, if you look at the past few running backs against the Bills, they've had incredible days. So I think the, you know, the high point score kind of 
leans on the back of Cordell Patterson pretty heavily. Um, he's had a great fantasy year too. He's, he's a little expensive and I think he's high risk, high reward, but uh, I'll play a little bit of him. The issue with Patterson is for him to get to where he needs to get to, he needs to catch the ball. Yeah. And if he's not catching the ball, I mean, he's not, he's not producing. I mean, seven for 14 last week, 11 for 18, 16 for 58, 13, 78. I mean, the weeks where you saw him absolutely just explode is when he's getting, you know, huge amounts of targets and he's catching the ball in the backfield. If he's not doing that, I'm a little, a little worrisome because he's not like a true running back. He's, you know, he's a converted receiver to running back. I understand he has the lightning speed. And did you know what, do you know what Stefan Diggs said about him? What'd he say? He said he was the most impressive talent he's seen since Adrian Peterson. <laughs> About who? Yeah, what, what, about Cordero Patterson. Did they like go to school together or or what? Because it was just the thing I saw. He was like, he, he the dude's a generational talent. And he's the best I've seen since Adrian Peterson. Okay, well he is very he blind. <laughs> he's been in the league for like eight years. Like I, I'm yeah. just saying what he I was said. Going to say how old is he, dude? Like. I mean, he's yeah. probably. He's I know like it is, it's the weirdest thing for him to break out in year eight, but. But uh, besides that, uh, see, I'm see Nick. I don't know if I'm with you on this. I mean, again, we go to the running back situation for the Buffalo Bills. I, I just don't know who to pick. Like Singletary, dude. Singletary's that the lead back, and and uh, yeah, he's kind of uh, he's taking over. He's got. I think it's. I think I saw sixty eight percent of the snap share the last three games. Yeah, he's getting he's getting he got 12 attempts, six targets, 22 attempts, one target, seven targets for like he's taken over the last few weeks. Okay. Okay, so that's what they drafted him to do. So I mean against the Bucks or against uh the Falcons at 5400, kind of maybe interested in. You just gotta the thing with the Bills is you they don't have like their identity is to throw the ball and it's not to run. So that's why I always scroll past any Bills running back is because one for the first half, we had no idea who was running the ball. Now it's Devin Singletary, but like, is he going to get there? I don't know. And I, I don't, I'd rather go somewhere else at 5,400 for a running back. Um, last week I said, you know, Josh Allen's probably having a good game. Uh, he had a great game. And I think this is another spot where he could have another really good game against the Falcons. I know they have a pretty decent secondary, but um, at 8K, I like him, and I, and I love Nick's pick with Gabe Davis. Manny Sanders, he's lost a spot. He had, like, one good game earlier this year. He's not doing anything. And then, you know, Beasley is kind of a, a nuisance there, taking up, you know, shorter routes from Gabe Davis. But, I mean, like he's, their, he's their main red zone target right now. He's got, like, four touchdowns in the last two – three or four – or four yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, he did get some of that with, without some people being there. Now you have – yeah, everyone there: Knox, Beasley, Sanders, and Diggs. Yeah, they, yeah, they missed a couple guys last week, but we'll see. I had no idea Knox had has nine touchdowns on the year. That's yeah, that's like all he does is like two yard <laughs> touchdowns. Is all he does. Uh, yeah, but Corey, you you brought brought him up. But Josh Allen's my favorite quarterback play of the week here. He's only two hundred bucks more than Mahomes, and is in a much better matchup. I think. Um, so I think Josh Allen and Singletary and Gabe Davis could be a nice little stack here um, for uh, a team with another high implied total tied with the Bucks with 29 and a half. 
Um, they're going to put up points. And I don't know that Atlanta is going to be able to really keep up. So I think you could see Singletary a lot more in the second half and maybe get into that uh, 5,400 price tag. Uh, did everyone go except me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Josh Allen too. I worry that the Falcons, the thing, I love playing Josh Allen, but I always struggle to play him because I always look for a run back. And I think the Bills defense is still pretty solid. And so that's where I struggle to find a run back. I think Kyle Pitts is my favorite one just because you get to fill a tight end position and he pretty much is like a receiver. Buffalo has been really good against tight ends, but that's more of like your traditional type tight end, not Kyle Pitts. So he's probably my favorite run back if I play Josh Allen. Um, Bill's D's been doing well, even without Trey White. I'm surprised. Yeah, so, so that's that's like that my worst playing. Um, I like I know you think, Nick, the Falcons might be able to keep it closer, but I I don't know. I don't know. If I, they can. I think they're going to keep it 14 points close. I don't know that it's going to be like an nail biter. <laughs> I just yeah. like, well, that's where I struggle to. Yeah. yeah. If I had to run it back, Kyle Pitts is going to be my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously if I'm playing digs, it's really, it's 16 K pretty much to play digs mm-hmm. and him together. So if I go digs, yeah, it, it's it just feels like a lock that they're going to put up like, Josh Allen's going to put up 300 yards, two or three touchdowns, maybe rush for one. I think Josh Allen – 30 points on that offense, you know? Yeah, I think in order for him to be the slate winner, Josh Allen would have to score 35-plus. Like, and other quarterbacks would really kind of have to dud out. Because if you have any of these cheap guys get in the 30s, it would bump Josh Allen out of it because they'd be able to pay up for some other spots. So that's, mm-hmm. that's Josh Allen's path to being on the winning tournament lineup this week is scoring 35 plus all while some other quarterbacks yeah. fade fade out. But I, my favorite quarterbacks uh, coming up in this next game, you're going to love it PB. <laughs> oh, well, I think I already know who it is. <laughs> uh, so next game we have the Rams going into Baltimore. It's looking, I, I think Lamar is going to be out. I mean, he, he wasn't at practice today, I don't think. No, he? he didn't practice today. That's bad. Uh, like, yeah. going from a limited practice to a do not practice is usually a bad sign. After not playing for two weeks yeah. also. And he looked ter- like he looked like he was limping in practice in his limited one. Mm-hmm. So, it's most likely going to be staff versus Tyler Huntley coming off the COVID list. I definitely think there's plays in this game. Uh, in the, in this game. Uh, well, Nick, you have your quarterback play here, so – uh, yeah, I actually misspoke. It's going to be the next game. It's uh, <laughs> oh, the game. Wow, Nick and I might be on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I do love Stafford here. I think if you're paying up for a quarterback, I I do like Stafford. I mean, that Ravens secondary is atrocious. So I I actually like him better than like Kyler Murray, which is kind of the same price. Uh, him and Lamar and, and Burrow are all pretty much in the same range. So Stafford's my favorite one there, just with the ease of defense. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I kind of became a Van Jefferson fan there for a little bit, but, uh, I think with the emergence of Odell, you know, he's settling into that offense and and stealing all his, uh, target share. So, um, I would avoid Van Jefferson, uh, pretty much from here on out, honestly. Um, still got six targets. Yeah. I I just don't think he has that upside that you're going to need anymore. I mean, 
with uh, red zone looks are going Odell. Like, yeah, Odell gets a lot. It's more. only four hundred dollars more too. Yeah, so, so it's tough. Uh, I, I was becoming a Van but fan. You could just <laughs> play the one guy ahead of them all. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. The chalk. Yeah, <laughs> we should just call him Mister Chalk. Him and Jonathan yeah. Taylor. But he's he's like one of and, and right now he's not even projected because he's actually appropriately priced at 9500 a lot of people are going to struggle like this is where you start to see like the really elite plays later in the season where they price them like how they kind of should be and then they'll still be higher owned like it'll probably be around 20 percent, but he's not going to be like in the 50 percent like we've seen when you know he's been in the upper 7ks or the 8k range like at 9500 people will think twice mm-hmm. yeah and- i mean I yeah, still I love him. Yeah. I mean, I've been, we've all been over Cooper Cup this entire year, Granite. Um, I mean, he's putting together a Hall of Fame like esque year. Um, he's going to be the first, he's projected to be first in targets, yards, and touchdowns. Um, I don't think that's ever happened, or if it has happened, it's been a very long time since it has. Um, so 9,500. So then this is where we talked about with Jonathan Taylor. You can't play both. So, okay. but, I see there's a way you can Tori struggles so much because he wants to play cup and Taylor, but he knows he has to choose one. You can, I mean, and there's I, only one quarterback you could do that with. Well, well, it, it, it'd be dicey to get down to, I mean, to be able to play both and then fill out your entire roster at, you know, I got a lineup. Team. I just, uh, okay. <laughs> it's great. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll hear it here in a second. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Stafford, I've been a Stafford shooter all year. Um, you, you know, he's had his up and downs, but he's still a good quarterback. And especially in, in this position where he's against one, he's against practice squad players. Um, he should have a blow up spot here. And I, I think they just run away with this game. And obviously if Lamar's out, I mean, Rams defense at 3,600 is in play. They have, you know, arguably two of the best players in the NFL on that defensive side and Ramsey and Darnold. So I, it's just, it's hard to get away from that. And then bring it back. I mean, you can't, Mark Andrews has kind of shown that he doesn't need like a, a great quarterback to play with because he's, you know, he's produced two weeks in a row where he's put up like 25 Three. plus points, Three 30 plus Three. points. Yeah. So, but at 7,400, I, I think I just rather go somewhere else. Listen to this. These are the last three weeks for Mark Andrews, 29 receptions, 376 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. It's because out. Hunley doesn't throw it. He's averaging over 30 points the past three weeks. I saw it against the Browns, I was like, all right, this is the only place this guy is looking is for his check down. Right now, um, Mark Andrews nuts. is pro- projected to be pretty, I'm guessing, super low owned. Yeah. Remember what projected remember when at, he at me week 15, PB? After, at, well, uh, less than that. 1% ownership. Yeah. Great tournament play. Yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're going to ride the Mark Andrews fourth game in a row to be in on the winning slate you know all power to you i would much rather play kittle kelsey like i I just can't get especially with tyler huntley i know he tyler huntley was in there when he went off one of the games but i I can't bank on once again against the rams out of all teams too i also mentioned tyler higby here as well 4k he's down there it's cheap he, like I think he's one a good option. Like if you're playing Stafford, because like if Stafford really hits his ceiling, throwing for like a Joe Burrow type day, you know, let's say Cooper Cup catches two, you know, 
Higby could easily be in there. That's where he they he looks at him. I know he lost well, the game. He's call me crazy, but I think I think paying down for you know a tight end and trying to just like hit on these roulette wheel type of guys is a terrible strategy. Like you're so much better off going to a 3,700 Braxton Berrios, go for a wide receiver. That's going to have some legitimate volume and isn't like, well, so touchdown dependent. I, I, I honestly have never won paying down for a tight end. It's so risky. You have to limit your risk and you just pay up. You're, you're getting a much better value. If you just pay for a, a good tight end, you have a point, Nick, you have a point there in like, but it's slate dependent. Like there's some slates where nice. yes, th- like you have three expensive tight ends and smash spots, but you have like low, like cheap, cheap receivers that are also like in good spots. So like, it makes sense, but on slates where there's not, and especially later in the season where DraftKings appropriately price, pr- appropriately prices players, it's hard yeah. to play like Cooper Cup, an expensive, like if you're playing like Josh Allen, like you, you can't fit in all these pieces and tight ends because that's like that position scores touchdowns a lot. Like that's where quarterbacks look toward to them. You can get like a cheap, like sometimes you can get a $2,500 tight end that scores eight points, but they're in yeah. the winning lineup sometimes. I just think you just, it's just like a gant. It's too much of a gamble for me. I, I like the safe plays. I'd yeah. I mean, some, some I mean, I get what you're saying. Like seven K for a tight end, you're expecting a ton of work for him. Oh so, no. You, yeah. That that's when they, you know, late is when they score like the 25, 30 plus and every yeah. other tight end duds out. That's when they're the play. Right. It's just about picking and choosing your spots. Yeah. Um, I, I hear you. Yeah. For me in the Rams game, it's, with Tyler Huntley in, I don't know if like maybe he's better than I think he is, and if he does it two games in a, a row of him playing, but I I think I'm gonna really just try to get my exposure in Sony Michelle at 5800 as the lead back there. Um, I think he's a phenomenal play, and then you know Cooper Cup, some Odell, and probably so it's Cam Akers for sure not playing, even though he's active. I, yeah i doubt he plays that at all this game all right so yeah those are i mean cooper cup though i mean in cash games i think he's a must like you're not playing there's no way you can play taylor over cup in cash games wonder where there's a will there's a way i mean do you send me you're playing taylor over cup in cash game just send that invite to me why isn't Cup in any MVP talks? That's weird. He, he's it. What do you mean? Right now, he's in a conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, which I think he'll win. And That's not MVP. Taylor Taylor won't win MVP though, so he. Won't oh, he's he's board. top. He's top three. So Rogers is winning MVP. I don't care what you say. <laughs> he plays the Vikings this week in prime time. That's just yeah. But All right, moving we'll on to that. Uh, and then Rams defense, I, I forgot. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a little of them too against Huntley. Next game, we have Houston going into San Francisco. Now this is this is where this is one of my favorite quarterback plays of the week. But Nick, apparently it is yours. I actually I think we're on opposite ones, but uh, you can go ahead. If Your you... favorite's Davis Mills. Okay, yeah, we're on opposite ones. <laughs> I, I like Trey Lance here, forty eight hundred. He's the cheapest starting quarterback. Uh, well, Ellinger might scared. be Nick. Oh, you're right. I don't know. 
Ellinger, I think, what is he? Is he Ellinger at the stone uh, minimum? (laughs) Nah. Well, regardless, the for 40, 4,800 bucks, he's put up, I think, 20 points, two games he's played. His 36 QBR scares the hell out of me with a 50% completion. Um, Nick, but he's he just yesterday dogging Trey Lance, and now he's yeah, a, I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. But like fantasy wise, like you know, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a good QB, but he puts up points type of thing. So I think I'm using the same rationale here. Um, he runs a lot. I think he could you know break into the end zone, get some points that way. So I li- I like the dynamic threat of him for this cheap. Um, you really only need him to put up like 20, 20 points. And like, he, he's done that a couple times already. So he did that uh, in a half. Right. So I'm, I'm comfortable playing him at this price. I think, you know, low risk, high reward type of situation. Uh, if you got to run it back, you got to give it to sexy Rexy Burkhead. He had a breakout game last week, 150. <laughs> <How are you? laughs> Come on. This only happens so often. We got to give the guy credit when, when he has a breakout game. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't play Rex Burkhead again. But uh, <laughs> Brandon Cooks is honestly probably the best run back. Yeah, yeah. I think Brandon Cooks is the is the right play there. Um, I like George Kittle more than Debo. I think they probably put up similar points, and you save a thousand dollars with Kittle. That's the only thing I'll say. But they're both fun to watch. Houston also allows the seventh most points to tight ends, so they're uh, on top of a bad defense, especially bad at tight end. Guarding the tight end. Yeah, that's that's great. It's it's crazy that Trey Lance. I mean, I understand like the news came out a little bit later. I I mean, I guess Jimmy G is so questionable. But he's probably not going to play, which is but forty eight hundred for a starting quarterback. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know how with his rushing upside how they priced him there with the news of <laughs> yeah. Garoppolo prior to the pricing. Yeah, I mean, he last time he played, he had sixteen rushes for eighty nine yards against Arizona. So. I mean, it's literally a running back there. And that was a hot Arizona defense, too. That was, like, when they were peaking. Yeah. So, so I mean, against Jalen, Texans. And then sure. against Seattle is when he had the two touchdowns in one half and 157 yards. Okay. Yeah. 80 of those yards came off one play. So, let's chill out on that little note right there. So, you can't really count. There's, like, a there's like a 15-yard pass. You can say that about so many yeah. quarterbacks. Like, no, yeah. I'm, just, I, I'm not counting. Dime, like, a 75-yard dime. He All feel right, like yeah. a, Okay, what's the 36 QBR right now? Okay, <laughs> don't play. I mean, all right, you, I'm playing. He's, he's obviously gonna be the most popular quarterback in tournaments. And obviously, he'll be one of, most, yeah, he'll be one of the most. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, so I, uh, yes, they are playing the Texans. How much does he do against the Texans? We'll see, like, what they really want. Like, he's projecting for as many fantasy points as Kyler Murray. Yeah, so, I mean, they, this might be a game where they're like, all right, let's see what we have with Trey Lance, and they just open up the entire playbook to him. So that's a possibility for sure, and he's going to full week of practice. It's not like he's not been practicing. He's a full week. Um, Debo, 8,700. I mean, he's almost proved that he's <laughs> – Sorry. He almost proved that he's matchup proof. I mean, he does so much. I mean, he went nine for 11. He had so many yards like after the catch last week against the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, I think this is a spot where, you, again, he's like one of the most expensive receivers on the slate, rightfully so, because he does run the ball a lot. Um, I, I like Debo. I know, Nick, you know, you saved 1600 going down to, to Kelsey, but I, don't know, I think they both get it done. It's just which one. Kittle, you mean? Kittle, sorry. Yeah, I think 
Trey Lance is just a smash play. I mean, he's projected for over 23 fantasy points and he's 4,800. I mean, that's just outrageous. He, and he's easy because yeah, he's cheap. Like I don't think, and he's a quarterback because of he runs so much that's baked into his projection. You don't, I don't think you stack him with two. I think you just stack him with either Debo, Kittle, or Ayuk, and you just pick one of those three. My favorite is Kittle, just because you get it's that you know that position, that premium position, and a great matchup. So that that's my favorite stack with him, and my favorite run back is Brandon Cooks. Um, if this, this game's going to stay close, but yeah, I think I'm definitely playing Lance in, in cash games. I think the only actual quarterback I'd consider over Lance, because I think he's projected for like raw points a few more, and that's Dak Prescott. But it just depends on how much value opens up. But I, I think Lance is is most probably the play. Do you think Davis Mills can continue to produce? I mean, he's he's been doing it the last couple starts he has. I mean, yeah, an average. I mean, he put up good points last week. So I mean, it's not. Terrible look. It just, it's a, the 49ers defense is a little bit better than the Chargers. So I guess Jeff Wilson against the Texans, if, if he's the only back there, you know, he would be incredible. We talk about tournament leverage. If you faded, if you faded Lance and you just played Jeff Wilson, you're getting incredible leverage because all those Lance teams, every time Wilson scores, you're just, just blowing past them in tournaments. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of, my thoughts here uh, and 49ers defense will be in my player pool. Uh, next game, we have Denver going into LA to play the chargers. I have like barely, I don't, I don't know if I have maybe one or two plays in this game. Anyone have plays here? No chargers are disappointing. I think yesterday we talked about how, how bad the Denver defense is. How bad uh, the Denver defense is? I'm sorry, uh, Chargers defense. Oh, How bad the Chargers defense is and bad the Denver offense is. So I think that's just uh, – you can't even play that matchup, yeah. which is unfortunate. But, um, yeah, I don't really have anyone, to be honest. Maybe Keenan Allen. Yeah, but, I, I'd say – I mean, <laughs> the Denver Broncos receiving core is so good and they're just – they just can't get the ball to him, which is it's just so you know pitiful. Cortland Next Sutton, year will be fun. Twenty five hundred. Jared Judy fifty one hundred. I mean, it's just they have the weapons there. They just don't have anyone to get them the ball. Uh, running back wise, though, I mean, again, you know, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, they've been below five or below six k this entire year. Now they're getting priced up. You and running backs beat up traditionally against that Chargers D. So yeah, but the issue is like they. Oh yeah, up. if it was just one of these, like Javante had the back. Oh my gosh, he would just. They're both beat up, play. and they yeah. split. It's just like ugh, everything yeah. in this game just oh. doesn't add up for me. Yeah, I mean Eckler, he he's healthy now. I mean he's eighty two hundred. Yeah, that's um, so expensive. If you play Eckler, then it's hard to. You couldn't really play Taylor. No, I know, which I'm saying, but in last time they played, he went 12 to 31. Um, like it's not great. He had, I mean, it's six receptions and he got, he got it done through the air and he put it. So maybe that's a way to look at it. If you think that he can do that again, where he's catching dump offs and that's where the Broncos are weakest, weakest against on running backs. Cause their, their defense is pretty stout up the middle. Um, 
But I mean, you know, you could you could get away with Joe Burrow or Joe Bur- uh, Justin Herbert, sixty eight hundred. I know the matchup's not great, and Denver has a great secondary. But again, it's a spot where he looked bad last week. Could be a bounce back spot. They have to win this game. They got to put up points. So maybe it's it's a it's a look at. But I mean, it burns me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Last time they played, they won twenty eight to three. So. Or 28-13. So, I mean, or no, they lost. They lost this game. They only put up 13. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to play anyone from this game, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. All right. Yeah, I I have, I think Chargers' defense is solid. And I like Noah Fant a little bit just because the Chargers have been bad against tight ends. And I don't know. I, I think Drew Locke looks towards his tight ends a bit more than Teddy Bridgewater did. So I'll have a little like 2% Noah fan. Uh, so yeah, next, next game we have Detroit going into Seattle. Another game where that's full of the ways. There's a few, I think there's at least like, a few. One, I, I think this is a game you don't play the quarterbacks, but I think there's one off plays in here that you can just like yeah. as your last piece. of I like, Yeah. I like both of the running backs here. Penny and Swift, uh, both at like Swift 6K. is super cheap. Yeah, both at like six k. Uh, Swift especially. I mean, he's coming off that injury, so uh, it feels like. What's weird is it feels like Detroit is still trying to win games. It's so strange. Like it makes no sense. Why are you bringing Swift back at all? Exactly momentum exactly. for next year. I think they they need something oh, yeah. to build on some positive momentum. I think is that that's all it is with. Dan Campbell, he's a motivator. Uh, he, he gets up for these guys. So I like that about him. Yeah. Doesn't know how to call a game, but uh, gets and a good pump. brings that locker room together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, actually, my favorite play, favorite 6K receivers, Amonra St. Brown. He's put up uh, 20, around 20 points the past four weeks. So he's projected uh, for, for, I, I like him right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I can't trust anyone. On the I mean, I understand the production's been there for St. Brown as of recently, but like, what has he done? I mean, he didn't do anything all year, and now it's like the last three. I think he. I mean, he was a rookie, like he was coming into the role. But I mean, you cannot. He gets not only does he get the targets, he's beginning. He's got at least one or two rushing attempts in his last three games. Like they're basically making him the focal point of the Detroit. He's gotten. He's getting over couple eight of targets. Yeah, no, okay, over okay. Eight, eight receptions the past four games. Yeah, he, he has 12 and, yeah, 12 I, and 11 targets. I, I'm not I am not disagreeing with you and any like I'm just saying he's doing that all with without DeAndre Swift. Now DeAndre Swift's back, he catches the ball in the backfield so much. Like, I mean, targets for last time he played. So he got hurt in the Chicago game. He already had three and he only played like one quarter. Four, six, it was different though. What was different about Amon Ra is now like they've made him the focal point. Like it's not like he just, they were still trying to figure out their offense literally that far into the season. Just uh, by Thanksgiving, they were still figuring out their offense. And now they've decided like Amon Ra is the focal point of the Detroit passing offense. I mean, well, I I think he sees a a decline here. If anyone I'm playing Swift here and that's, that's about it. I like Alex is calling Penny because Detroit sucks against the running back, and you know, Penny's obviously the guy now. I don't know why it took so long to get to a point, but 
uh, for Penny to be the person there. I mean, you can maybe, if you are looking to play this, I mean, you can go down to uh, in receiving core, you know, you've seen Brown, DK, Tyler, we don't know whose game it's going to be. I'm tired, absolutely sick of playing both those players because there's one week it's like, oh, it's DK. Oh, wait, no, just kidding. It's not DK. It's actually Tyler Lockett. So I'm done. I'm, I'm down with the, the Saints offensive receiving cores. I'll go somewhere else. And if I lose money, then so be it. But not playing them. Refuse. Yeah, I'm with you there. Alex? Oh, yeah, you said. Okay. Well, I, I'm i really – this game is, like, confusing me because, like, I – I like pieces of both sides of the game, which makes me almost want to play like Russell Wilson, but I just don't think I can, especially both these teams do like to run the ball when they can get away with it. And I think both these teams probably can get away with running the ball against these terrible run defenses. So it could just turn into a really fast game in which people don't score a lot of fancy points, but I'm all, I always prefer Metcalf to lock it. So Probably still have some Metcalf. I have to play some Amon Ross St. Brown just because of what he's been doing. I just can't ignore that, especially at 6K. That volume is pretty crazy. So I'll have some of him. And Swift, I would like more than Penny. Like if it's for sure, he's just like the lead back. But with so many backs in that backfield now, I don't know. Like if, if they just ease him back in. I need to figure out that situation before I would play him. But if he's a lead back, he's in a foot. Like if they say he's getting all the work, he's a phenomenal play at six K. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to be rainy in Seattle all Sunday as well. Yeah. So that also favors the run game. Penny's tough because he doesn't really catch the ball. Peterson's now on IR though. So I don't know. He's, he's a tough one because Pete Carroll has historically not liked playing Penny. So. We'll see. Uh, next game, we we have – oh, Seahawks defense. I will have some of them in my player pool as well. Uh, Carolina going into New Orleans. Uh, I don't think – I, I think there's – I think Taysom Hill is in consideration just because of his rushing floor, but it was, it's hard to play him because you don't know who to stack him with. And I'd rather just play Trey Lance at 4,800 than Taysom and he's easy to stack. Uh, so I think really the only play in this game is Saints defense. I think uh, Saints defense is like probably one of the best cash game plays at 3,400. And well, let me see if Saints D is going to be high owned in tournaments. Cause then I just pivot off of them. Yeah. Saints are projected to be like one of the top three defenses. Yeah. So, I think Camara is too expensive here. Yeah. yeah. No. He's too, I would rather no. pay down. I don't, I'm not going to play anyone in this game, I'll be honest. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. Whenever I don't like playing anyone, it's also great to play the defense because you're not you – yeah. like, You're just not awful. torn. Maybe yeah. a, a Robbie Anderson sighting. Maybe. 4,900. I mean, if I were to play any Panthers, it would be Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's actually gotten more looks now, but – and he's kind of producing. But now Sam Darnold's coming back, and he never looked at Robbie Anderson. That's true. It makes no sense. They played together for years. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's gotten 10, 8, 12 targets when Cam's been in. Before that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will get, but actually that kind of makes me intrigued a little bit. So, yeah, I guess 
a very very minimal because we we played Robbie Anderson for like the first like six weeks. And I know it was he terrible. Us. He's like the he was the original DK Metcalf, but um, the, yeah, this is a this is a game where I'm I'm not really touching and and I just because the the over under what is like thirty seven, so yeah, it's, 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 it's gonna be. A, that's defense. why the Saints defense at 3,400 is one of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't mind it. Right. Okay, um, the game of the week here coming up. Maybe. Yeah, this is this is definitely tied for the game of the week with me for with Bengals, um, Bengals Chiefs. But yeah, this this should be an incredible game. This will be one of the most popular DFS games. I think it'll be more on the Cowboy side, uh, meaning you can really get different on the Cardinal side. But what do we think here? Uh, we'll start with Nick. Yeah. <clears throat> this is tough. Like, it's like the one week that I don't want to play anyone on the Cardinals. I usually like taking really? someone. Yeah, I mean, maybe Rondell Moore, like, just as, like, a shot Is in the dark. Back? First, yeah, I think so. Uh, first price. But, like, at the same time, he's only put up, like, four or five points. So, like, he could ruin your day. Um I mean, C.D. Lamb is definitely the safest uh, for 7,100, I think, like, for, you know, not the top guy, but, you know, I think he's pretty nicely priced um, for his value. Um, he's due for it. Like, he hasn't sw- – it's been, like, what, six or seven weeks since he scored a touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It does seem like – I, I think well, one of these Cowboys receivers is going to have, like – Yeah, match. I think Zeke is too expensive in this spot, uh, 7,100. I mean, for a shared backfield with Tony P, uh, who's always prone to a nice breakout. I just don't – I don't like spending that much money on someone who's not the focal point of the offense. So, uh, I really only like CD. I don't trust Tri- Christian Kirk, but what do you guys think? Why is – I mean, Michael Gallup's down to 4,800. I understand it's – he's sharing – it's now the, the receiving core is back together and all three of them are playing – you know, he's playing yeah. third fiddle there or maybe fourth fiddle even behind Schultz. But I mean, Dalton Schultz, geez, oh man, that guy's been getting volume. Yeah, he's he's been producing the last couple weeks here. Eight receptions the past two weeks. Yeah, I think so that's I, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've always I've liked Dalton, Dalton Schultz, but Cardinals defense is pretty good. I see, I don't know. I, I, I think this is a game that if you do think it's gonna be a shootout. If I'm taking a quarterback, I'm taking Dak. Um, Dak feels safe. At 6,700, it's – I mean, he's pretty – Dak is so cheap at 6,700. But th- but then, like, you, you look at his games where, you know, he's he's been – like, they've been winning. Like, he's been kind of, like, inconsistent of, like, scoring-wise. They've been winning, but, like, against the Giants, he had 11 points. Washington. No, I get that, but it's more of, like, Dak's um, – his range of outcomes, like, his ceiling – is so high in, the, in this spot in particular with a team that could keep it close with them. Like they throw the ball so much when it's like neutral. Uh, yeah. Neutral I mean, situations. like they, they just toss the rock all game long. Like he scored 34 points last week and he didn't get moved up from in the salary. So Dak, and then you go CD or Cooper. Um, it depends which one you think is going to have a bigger game. Uh, I mean, Cooper gets more targets and, not maybe more targets, but I feel like he's just more consistent because he's not running the deep ball. And if Dak's missing on the deep ball, then you got Cooper underneath. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess my favorite play would be Dak from this game. 
Uh, yeah, with me, it's I like both Dak and Kyler. I guess I lean Dak slightly just because you get a six hundred dollar <laughs> discount, and you know they they are they have a higher team total. I do actually think the Cardinals could win this game. I I I love the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys still are can't, in front of my Super Bowl. Can't, can't count Kyler out. No, I never count him out. And the re- Christian Kirk has become the focal point, just like Amon Ra is for the Lions with Hopkins out. He's gotten 12 and nine targets his last two games. He will get the, the Diggs treatment. But the thing about that is Diggs, is, he's like a playmaker. He has games where he just shuts down the wide receiver ones. Like he will do that. But then he'll give up massive plays going for that interception and give up like a home run. So you're playing Christian Kirk for digs to have that mess up um if digs is on christian kirk is not going to do a thing this game uh and that's where you'd pivot to aj green and i guess if rondell moore's back it would be him over antoine wesley but so yeah and i and then Ertz, uh Ertz is probably has the best matchup of of all the arizona pass catchers cowboys have kind of given it up to the middle of the field where Ertz runs his routes so I guess for, if I'm playing a Kyler stack, it's probably like either Kyler, Kirk, Ertz, or Kyler, AJ Green, Ertz. And my favorite run back is CD Lamb, just because he's now only $500 more than Cooper. And I do think Lamb is, oh, man, I think he's going to have one of his absolute explosion games here soon. And this is a spot like the, for him to do that. Um, and if it's not Lamb, it's Cooper. Yeah, Byron Murphy plays the slot, right? So Amari Cooper's going to see him a lot more. No, no, Lamb plays right? out of the slot. Well, the thing is, they when, yeah, Lamb plays out of the slot the most. Okay. Yeah, Cooper they rotate so much. Outside, but then they will rotate Cooper. Like, they rotate them kind of in and out. But yeah. I think Lamb primarily plays out of the slot. Hmm. But, yeah, I think this is – I. I mean, I'll even have some Zeke. I hate Zeke, but like whenever I have a game that I absolutely love, I'll never like fade pieces, even if I don't really like them that much, just because I'm not going to get burnt by one piece, even though I stack the game up in a million different ways. And if, if Connor's out, Chase Edmonds also is a phenomenal play. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind mm. of, that kind of wraps up uh, this slate. We'll go through our conviction plays now at each position and then build our lineup. All right, I'll start off with uh, quarterback play here. Um, I'm going to go uh, Jalen Hurts. All right. Alex. I'll go Trey Lance. Highest on the slate, Josh Allen. Okay, I'm also going to go with Trey Lance. I know he's the chalk, but – I, I've loved him the whole year before the season, so I have to go with him. Um, next, we have running back. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. I'll take the easy one, Jonathan Taylor. Give me the hometown boy, David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, I'm going Taylor, too. Um, I think I'm going to go Ronald Jones. Yeah, I don't know the fact that right. Ronald Jones is left edgy. fielder there, guy. <laughs> what left field right there? No, I I talked up Ronald Jones. Yeah, right. I, I just see. think he's in such a good. The Jets are so bad. Um, yeah, I'll go Ronald Jones. 
Uh, receiver. Ed, okay, well, we'll say no one can pay Cooper Cup. Okay. Um, like I'm, going with, I'm going with uh, Antonio Brown. The, the next Chuck. <laughs> yeah, you took mine there. Uh, I think Jamar Chase uh, is, a, is wow. a good spot here with all, with all the points that are going to be scored in that game. Yeah, I like Jalen Waddle this week. I I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Yeah, CD nice. Lamb. Uh, next game we have, or sorry, next uh, next position we have tight end. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Higby. Uh, I like uh, yeah, go ahead, Dick. I like Gronk. Hmm. Um, red zone looks. I, I think Kelsey's gonna smash. Is an obvious choice to me. I'm gonna go with Foster Moreau. Sneaky I, guy. Yeah, he's 3.8k, and if I'm gonna pay up at Lamb, Cooper Cup, and these guys, I have to get probably cheaper at tight end. So, going probably Moreau. Uh, yeah. Now we'll go ahead and build a lineup. All right, let's get this in. Right, who wants to start it off? I'll start. I love to start. Uh, let's start it from the bottom. Give me the Saints defense. Okay. Of course, I like that. I think that's the best cheap D, right? Uh, yeah, they'll be – the thing is, they're not only like the most chalky, but they'll be like over 10%, which, you know, it's, it's fine. Right. But... Uh, definitely – when we've got two convictions looking at uh, yeah. Lance. Lance, why not slot them in here so we can get one of those Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup type guys in here as well? Well, we have to, I think we have to stack Lance. So do we like Debo or Kittle more? Kittle. I say Kittle. Yeah, yeah take Kittle. Yeah. And uh, then usually you'd want to bring back, so it would be either Rex Burkhead or Brandon Cooks. I like Cooks. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with Brandon Cooks. Okay. 5700. Um running back. Actually, let's go let's go receiver here. Um let's go down towards bottom and let's grab uh let's grab Gabe Dave. Nice. That's yeah, who I was going to pick. Davis. I don't I don't get it. What do you mean? 5K? You'll see. Yeah. He's the wide receiver four. Yeah, but he puts up numbers, dude. He, he put up like 20, 25 points last game he played week 15 against Carolina's good defense. No, he, he didn't play at all week 16. I know. I said last time he played week 15. Right, last time he played, but I'm saying with – Yeah, the, I, I think AJ Terrell is going to shadow Diggs, and it's just going to open up the day for him. Beasley and Sanders are the other two receivers on the field. They're too old for this time I of year. I get they're too old, but if they're playing over all here right. – I mean, fine, we can go with Gabe Davis. But... If we need change him at the end, we will. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need a big receiver with, like, two mid-tier guys. Um – I mean, what do we yeah, have? We have 5,900 remaining. Well, we probably need at least one cheap running back, like someone in the 5K range, like mm -hmm. upper four or low five. Like we probably have to have that, like one of those guys. So, all right. Uh, 
Who's in the mid 5K range? Was there anyone else we liked in there? We we mentioned Singletary. Singletary. Mitchell, Singletary. I prefer, I would say sing, like against Atlanta, like I would lean Singletary, but see what it looks like. So then do we think we can get uh yeah, like Copper Taylor in there as well? I mean that's can we get we're... Taylor. I think he's like the focal point of the, the season here, MVP. 4,600 remaining. I feel a lot better with him in there. All right. I just think the value at running back is a little better than the value at receiver. I, I mean, now we have to pay what? Yeah, 4,600 for a receiver and a flex. Go with um, Barrios. Yeah, he was the cheapest guy we liked. 3,700? Yeah. 5,600 for a flex. Which means it's probably another receiver because the running backs were still. You can get Jeff Wilson in there if. Yeah, but we have Trey Lance. You don't want to do that. So it would be. I feel like we got to get someone. That's why I'm saying. Like, I feel like they're like the fifth, the the running backs in the 5K range are just, I think, in, in the 6K range are so good. Yeah. How much is Tyler Boyd right there? 5,400. Yeah. If that's a shootout, that's that's a pretty yeah, solid play. Yeah, like ugly, like we have, we have Gabe Davis, Braxton Berrios, and Brandon Cooks. Like that, like that is ugly. Yeah. Like I'm, that's what this this is what I'm talking about. You talk about opportunity cost at the running back position. I think you're giving up way too much, bang up for Taylor, but. Yeah, there's some good 6K running backs. That, I mean, that's my point. I don't think there's that many good options at receiver. Mm-hmm. I think go, we picked some good ones, but. You can go Swift or Penny. Oh, yeah, like people in that range, like even Sony Michelle to get Ramsey, like people like that, I think are just such premium options. All right, Alex so likes Penny, and it's a rainy day. Terrible Detroit defense. Yeah, I think it's either Penny, Swift, or. or so now I have 8,500. He's the only one there. That's a little bit safer. Then you can get Tyreek at 83. Sheesh. All right, that looks better. Tyreek, Kittle, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but this, I guess, paying for Kittle also shows you that maybe paying down. But, I mean, if if we're playing Lance, we have to play, like, Kittle or Debo, I think. So. All right, knock it in. Lock it in. Locked All in. Right. All Successful right. Night. We'll see what happens this Sunday. Uh, oh, forgot to do the damn giveaway at the beginning again. So hopefully if anyone's listening at the end, you might be the only one watching. What did we do last time, Corey? Because it was something like hard to pick kind of. What do yeah. you remember? Alex is giving away his Bitcoin bag. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we're give, giving away a quarter of a Bitcoin on Alex. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh what are what did we do Corey, last time i think we did a gift card right Corey, you're muted yeah he's muted yeah you're muted mm. <laughs> no giveaway this week guys <laughs> all right thanks well, for watching <laughs> i think what we did is if you comment the highest scoring team is that what we did Corey? yeah okay you can pick the highest scoring team across all the between the Sunday and Monday night game, 
uh we will do what was it a 25 dollar like amazon gift card sounds good to me yeah we'll do that so 25 dollars to amazon gift card if you can comment the highest scoring week on youtube uh and if you're on spotify please leave a review uh or any streaming service so thank you guys for watching this is chalk doc we'll see you next week for the final week of the season